0: Hello there, Maniacs of movie land! Welcome to the podcast. This is More Movies Weekly, number 25. For $25,000. My name's Greg Fisher. This legend sitting next to me is David Roberts, and we're here to talk to you about all things cinema-related, films, movies, all that kind of stuff. You know the score. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the podcast. If you're a returning viewer, hey, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming back. This week, we got a lot to talk about on the show. So, Dave, how are you doing?
1: I'm very well. I'm very well. How are
0: you, sir? I'm fine. I'm fine also. Let's get on with it. This week, we have been watching a brand new film called Kate. This was on Netflix. It's a bit of an actioner. It stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Woody Harrelson. It was directed by someone called Cedric Nicholas Troyan. Okay, so this is... A film that the storyline has kind of been done a lot. Let's, let's just put it like that for a start. Basically, there's the main character is a female assassin. We find out she has been raised to be a female assassin by Woody Harrelson's character. So straight away, you're thinking of things like Nikita or Hannah or any number of these kind of female assassin sort of films. Uh, in its look and its visual style, I, I was very much reminded of Gunpowder Milkshake, which we also covered recently. Uh, we've done review of it. We reacted to the trailer, etc. That was the Karen Gillen film from a couple of months ago. Uh, this is similar territory. It's slightly differently uh, stylized and handled in terms of the material. But it's that kind of film, is it not, Dave?
1: It is, it definitely is. I mean, it's... Um, in terms of the style, yeah, Gunpowder Milkshake, you think of with a neon, like John Wick, that kind of thing. Of um, course, going further back, Blade Runner, that kind of thing. Um, is it as intense as those films? No, but um, it's definitely going in that direction. And yeah, it is it is that typical female assassin storyline. We're, we're very well acquitted with it, as you, as you were saying. There's been a whole slew of these recently um you, you mentioned gunpowder milkshake but there was um jolt this year uh ava last year vanquish this year atomic blonde atomic blonde from a couple of years ago red sparrow uh, red sparrow lucy lucy there's been a, a oh whole God. slew of these films that uh, keep on coming up and it's virtually the same plot, story uh and story much.
0: Um what made this one very similar to Gunpowder Milkshake was the fact that, that she's got this young girl in her charge as well. It's different yes. it's obviously different from Gunpowder Milkshake. There's a different sort of conceit to it all, but it's you know, just looking at the basics of it, it is kind of yeah. the same.
1: Let me ask you, what did you think of the film? It, I wasn't blown away by it, so I don't think it was special. I didn't think there was anything particularly exciting. I didn't think it was terrible. Um there's a, a a lot worse films than this. I don't think it's a bad film, Um, but this is the kind of film that would be thrown on the tally or something. I'd watch it. It'd be in the background and I'd be satisfied enough, but it it didn't take my breath away, you know?
0: I think that's fair enough sort of appraisal, to be honest. Uh, I personally enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Gunpowder Milkshake. That to me got a little bit too uh, cheesy, a little bit too over the top um, in in a lot of ways in the story and some of the special effects. It just I didn't get invested in it whatsoever, even though it was fun. This I did get invested a little bit more. Um, I thought that the um, character development was pretty good. It was still a little bit over the top. I mean, you know, spoiler alert: she gets poisoned by polonium. 204, I think they call it, and therefore spends the rest of the film trying to exact revenge on those that have poisoned her um, before it kills her, because there's no surviving that kind of thing, isn't there? There's no antidote for for radioactive (laughs) poisonings. I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead was really good in it. I did enjoy her performance. I thought the action was excellent. It was really well shot and choreographed. The score I really enjoyed because it was kind of reminded me, you mentioned Blade Runner before. It had a kind of Van Vangelis edge to it. And I say, I, I was thinking Van Vangelis mixed with a bit of Hans Zimmer, sort of Dark Knight kind of um, soundscape. Very modern, you know, no strings or anything like that. It's all done kind of electronically. That suited the whole thing quite well. Uh, I mean, Woody Harrelson,
1: he's always good, isn't he? He is. He is very good. Um, he's one of, one of my favorites really. Um, but I just, the only thing I felt was he wasn't in it enough. Uh, I don't think they utilized him as much as he could have when you've got someone that good. Um, he felt like he was very un- underused. Um, and I get that he's a background, uh, you know, he's kind of, he is the, the guy in the background looming, and he. he Gets it becomes more later on, you know, in the final act. he um, takes a bit of stride, but even then, I felt like he was very much just there, and that was a bit of a shame. So me. he's
0: playing the character who's a handler, as they always say, you know, people who are uh, familiar with stuff like um, Killing Eve, where you've got Villanelle and her handler. Well, he's the handler, um, and yeah, as you say, his character develops towards the end. You see a bit more of him then. Um, he's always good he's always entertaining he's always believable he can do comedy yeah. well he can do serious drama well he's a popular figure I always like to see Woody I've not seen Mary Elizabeth Winstead in much before but um, when I've looked at her filmography I have actually seen her in films I just not remembered her like for example she's mm. in Death Proof and stuff like that but didn't really she didn't really stand out to me uh, in any of those films when I looked into her filmography but in this I, I won't forget her again after her performance in this I thought she carried the film very well. She played the part well. Um, But I think I agree with you. It's nothing super special to write home about. But people who love action movies, who love this kind of film, you know, this female assassin thing, uh, it's based in Japan. So, you know, you're in Tokyo for most of the film. That's kind of cool side of it. So you've also got influences like films like the Yakuza or the original Punisher film with Dolph Lundgren. He sort of fights the Yakuza in that So there's this sort of Japanese side of it. You mentioned Kill Bill to me as well. I think that's a sort of fair comparison. So anybody who enjoys those sort of films, I think, is a safe bet to say you would enjoy this. It's not going to be the best film you've ever seen in your life, but it it, it's worth the price of admission. I think. I thought, you know, I I quite enjoyed it for the most part. I I, more so than I thought I was going to after Gunpowder Milkshake. To be honest,
1: yeah, I think. It, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, it's interesting that it's obviously the Japanese and the, and the Tokyo influences and stuff in here because really the first film I can think of that is the kind of female protagonist killer was uh, Yuki Kishima's uh, Lady Snowbird from the 70s. It's kind of the first template for this kind of film. So it kind of goes back to the roots of right. it being Japanese as well. That's yeah. a Japanese film. Um, but I think we've had so many of these especially more recently we've had so many of these um they're a bit like watered down um yeah uh, and you know we you think of great films like nikita and mm-hmm. you think of things like kill bill and stuff and you think oh these are great pieces to watch and keep on going back to and i think the you know more recently we've seen these ones and it's just a bit like it's not up to up to the level it's like those um die hard clones from the 80s and stuff yeah. you know it's kind yeah. of like you're trying to do something but it's not there it's not enough and acceptable well enough to put on as I say like a tv movie like a you know well we we'll put it on and everybody'll be fine with it but it's not a it won't go down it, in the pantheon it's the not first, a game you know? changer it is yeah.
0: using that blueprint of all of those films we've mentioned and it does its own thing with it um i'd say it's above average for for those for all of those sort of films when i mentioned before like red sparrow old god atomic blonde and all that they to be honest they were a bit meh as far as i was concerned (laughs) whereas i thought this was better than that i thought it was definitely worthy of a watch fans of action will love it that's all we got to say really isn't it there's not a lot more to say about it to be honest (laughs) that's it (laughs) What do you think have you seen kate let us know in the comments let us know your thoughts uh if not i'd advise you uh give it a watch if you like action if it's not sort of your thing you won't be watching it anyway so there we go
1: so in movie news this week we start with marcia lucas um So, for those who don't know, the original Star Wars was edited by Paul Hirsch, uh, Richard Chu, and George's then wife, Marcia Lucas. Um, But she's come out this week. Um, It's actually a quote from a book that's just come out um, that interviewed Marcia. But she's basically said that the new Disney era Star Wars films are crap. Um, The actual quote she said that J.J. Abrams doesn't have a clue. Um, Criticised the Disney era films Saying Absolutely positively There was no rhyme or reason to it When I saw that movie Where they kill Han Solo I was furious <laughs> So she's not a fan Greg She is a fan of Han Solo A massive a fan of Han Solo How dare you kill Han Solo
0: <laughs> You don't kill him You freeze him in card night Put him in the freezer for a few months And, and defrost him, him when out. you need him I love you fuck off i always put that down to harrison ford because he just hated playing han solo so much that he was probably in his contract he said i'll come and do another star wars as long as you kill the character and i never have to return even though they brought his ghost back in yeah what one was it rise of skywalker I thought he should have died in the last one, George. Uh, uh, so, uh, didn't think there was any future in dead Han toys.
1: Um, I don't necessarily agree with the Han Solo thing because I think he was probably right. I, th- uh, I, I, at, uh, I, I thought the point. Force
0: Awakens was the best of the. Th- of yeah, the it it was, was absolutely, and that
1: moment was was was
0: up there with with some of the other moments from the rest of the saga. So I'm I'm with you on that. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm sure she has her reasons for saying it.
1: Absolutely. But I think for the other parts, I think she's absolutely right. I mean, Marsh is quite important in the history of She basically saved the original story. Exactly.
0: That's the thing, Uh, isn't it? She was the reason they say that uh, it was saved from being canned because she put such a good edit together in its early stages that, you know, the executives were um, sated by her cut and said, okay, I can see what you're going for. And a lot of people say, you know, most people don't know it, but she saved star Wars. She, she knew how to cut a film together.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the original edit, um, you know, he showed it to filmmakers and executives, Brian De Palma, uh, has famously said, it's an absolute mess. What's this? It makes no sense. <laughs> um, Marcia recut it, um, after that. And, um, Got rid of a bloated first act, which was a bit like American Graffiti in space. That's we it. Cut American the, Graffiti in space. Space saying. is the famous quote. Uh, the the uh, trench run sequence at the end. She she made it so that the threat was the Death Star was going to blow up the planet. So there was actually you know some uh, peril and excitement to the sequence. So it really made the film that we now know uh, yeah. as iconic. So I think she's very well versed and um, respected enough to make these criticisms. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think that she's she her criticisms and the comments are what we've all said about the new ones. That you know she's talking here about Mariah Maurice and She's right. We've spoke about how there's no cohesion between the three films. None of them connect together properly. The characterization is flimsy, and and I think that's what we've all criticised them for. That you know you, the three films are not a trilogy. No, at least uh, they don't feel like one. There's no overarching plan. It's just. Uh, Over-the-top toy commercial. (laughs) Yeah. All three are so different that it doesn't make any sense.
0: You'd think with people like, you know, the people that they had working on it, you'd think uh, they would have been able to, you know, with all the money and resources and historical context, would have been able to make the greatest sequels ever, and, and, and they still get it wrong, and that's what gets me. I think, how did you mess this up?
1: How do you fuck that up?
0: Having said that, Rogue One was brilliant. I enjoyed Solo as well. That was fine by me. Yeah. No, no problems with Solo. But yeah, the, the Last Jedi and uh, Rise of Skywalker. Eesh. I'm on Marsh's side. I may have gone too far in a few places. There are people that enjoy them. Whatever. Maybe they're younger people <laughs> who don't have that kind of historical experience with the, with the uh, previous films. Okay. But, you know, you know they're bad when people are saying, well, the, the prequels are better than this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jar Jar.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, another one um, I wanted to talk to you about was this whole idea that people have been complaining when they found out the length of No Time to Die. Apparently, its uh, runtime is pretty much around the three-hour mark, which is a lengthy, lengthy film. Yes. It makes me think of this whole concept that seems to be a new thing, really, where... I don't know if it's just young people or whether it's people my age or, or older as well, but them complaining that some movies are too long, like a three-hour movie. But the the gripe I have is a lot of these same people will happily go and binge seven hours worth of Netflix TV series in one night yeah. and not think twice about that. Now, I appreciate <laughs> it's a different format because you're getting it episodically. And it might be half hours or hours or whatever, and this is like – Oh no, the millennials and the uh, Gen Gen Z have to concentrate for longer than five minutes at a time for three hours on a film. I don't know whether it's got to do with people needing a Wii in the cinema or what, but what's the problem here, Dave? Can you explain it to me? Because, you know, three <laughs> hours of. They tell me No Time to Die is three hours long. I'm thinking, yes, three well, hours of bond.
1: That's it. That was my reaction. Two hours, 43 minutes is scheduled in four. That's um, not even three. It's exactly. Two, and, two and three quarters. The longest Bond ever, they're saying. But uh, to me, it's like, well, yeah, if it's the ending to this era, this Daniel Craig era, which has been so good, you want that monumental film ending, yeah. to me. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, plenty of people coming on. There's just people defending it as well, but there's loads of people moaning online, as as there always is. The press were having a slow news day, so this got picked up and, of course, went in the press. But as we were talking about this before, and um, I'd said that there's also this weird thing, that people have seen long films, but I'd seen loads of films recently that are like 80 minutes, 90 minutes, you know, a lot shorter on streaming platforms. But I thought, let's have a look then, you know, what is what is the truth? Um, And perception is very interesting on the topic, I think, because although big films more recently have come out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was three hours, Avengers Endgame was three hours, uh, Justice League was four hours, um, The Irishman three and a half hours, you know, but they're just like four big films that you could pick out and they stand out. But actually, when you take all the rest of it in, they're just four films. I found on this website, Towards Data Science, and they did an analysis of films over the years. And actually, films are no longer or shorter than ever before. They've consistently stayed at about 100 minutes is the average length of a film. That's consistent since the 50s. Um, and and there's never been a, a change in that um, length of film, really, over, over time. It's all consistent. So you see on the graphs here as we pull them up. So it's never really changed. Um, there's always been like three-hour films. You know, you go back to musicals and epics from the sixties. Well, yeah, you know, David Lean films.
0: You know, Doctor Zhivago yeah. uh, is a long film. I think that's getting on for three hours, if not more. The Star Wars films themselves have got considerably longer as we've longer gone over time. along. Uh, no one complained there. So yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, to me, like I said, people complain. Oh, is it a long? Is it a long film? And you think you're gonna fucking sit there and watch nine hours of Netflix series anyway? Exactly. You know what's the problem with watching a film that's three hours long?
1: I also think like value for money. If I was going to the pictures, I'd want value for my ticket. It's a strange argument I, I, I don't quite understand because it's like well, especially if like you know a lot of people watching at home nowadays. You know the the, the old quote from Alfred Hitchcock wasn't it was uh, length of a film should be the size of uh- should correlate to the uh, yeah the um-
0: Capacity of the human bladder, or something like that. Yeah. In other words, so, it shouldn't be any longer than when you need a piss. You know, there's nothing worse than that. Is though when you're watching a movie, and you get about halfway through, and you've been had a big thing of coke, or you've had a couple of <laughs> yeah. bottles of water, or something, and you're starting to think, and you know it's terrible. You shouldn't do it because it's bad for you. But I end up sitting on it because I don't like yeah. to. I don't mind if no. you're at home. You pause it and you can just stop and start whenever you want. But I'm not going to stop it for you in the cinema. And I don't like to miss anything. But I have been in that position before, where you know
1: you, you, you hold you, on, yeah.
0: You get caught short, and you either go and miss that few minutes because you're desperate, or you, you hold on to it and you're, you know, you end up leaving the cinema like crippled, like oh, because you know
1: <laughs> your bladder's but that's about the thing. to burst with more people watching things on streaming now and at home and stuff, it's like, well, they can just pause a film anyway. So it just seems a bit uh, people arguing over nothing, really. No, I suppose not. It's a clever argument. I'm not sure it'll produce the end you desire.
0: Well, I'm glad it's uh, two hours, 43 minutes. I wouldn't want it to be any shorter because it's, like you say, it's the last Daniel Craig Bond film. It's going to be a big blockbuster bonanza. You want your money's worth. What do you say watching this? Are, Are you a fan of long films? Would you prefer them to be short? Let us know in the comments. Let us know why. Either way, we'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this particular topic.
1: And finally in uh, film news, have you heard about the new deal for Christopher Nolan uh, for his next project? No, tell me, um, tell me about it. So, of course, there was the big fall in with Warner Brothers in the last year to do with um, Tenet and HBO Max and the uh, um, conflict over streaming and theatrical releases, which was well talked about at the time. Um, so obviously they fell out so Nolan's gone looking for a new studio it seems that Universal have signed up uh, for Nolan's next film which is of course this uh, film about uh, Robert Oppenheimer the father of the atomic bomb
0: yeah
1: Um, so the deal that's reportedly been offered to him is a hundred million pound budget which is it's an okay budget there's been bigger budgets but um, I guess it's not it doesn't sound like it's going to be a big action film so they probably don't need as much money But total creative control, 20% of the first dollar gross, and that's not on net, that's on gross, which is quite something. Um, A six week no release contract, meaning they can't release a film six weeks before or after the film comes out of the pictures, universal that is. And more importantly, um, a hundred day theatrical window. Um, which we've covered recently about the shortening of the theatrical window after the uh, the pandemic and stuff to like 30 days or whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, so to offer out a hundred day theatrical window is quite a well, it's three months, isn't it? On. You know,
0: it's just it's it's just over three months. It's like back in the old days. It is. So like back uh, in the old know- days, you have a theatrical release, then there'd be a little bit of time before it came to exclusively to the rental market where you'd be able to rent it on video tape or uh, then became dvd and then there'd be a a little bit more time again until you were able to purchase it on vhs or dvd and then about a year or so later before
1: it could be played on tv on tv yeah so so it's it's quite something i think i mean and especially you know we're talking about Studios have now been fighting about the theatrical windows because they were all trying to get streaming services off the ground, Paramount and all that, are all tr- in this game now. And um uh, it's interesting as well as a side note that apparently Apple were interested in offering a deal for him. But you can imagine the <laughs> request for a hundred day theatrical windows not going down and, well then. They're you know?
0: so fond of putting stuff uh, you know, for on demand as at the same time as on theatrical day one releases yeah. that he's not gonna go for that. Very interesting, and it is, an, you know, it is interesting to see a deal like that get struck in this day and age. So, uh, yeah, good one. Uh, that is uh, something to be uh, kept an eye on. So that just leaves us enough time to tell you about what we've been up to this week on our website. As usual, there is the uh, history post, which is this week in film history, which always covers the week that we are in at the moment. In terms of film history, what's happened in terms of births, deaths, events, Releases, things like that—they're always worth checking out. So you can check them out on the website, moremovies.co.uk. Uh, I think you can
1: click the articles tab, and it'll drop down to film history posts, and you can find them all there. Absolutely. Also, this week we've got another one of our top five uh, directors articles. This week is the top five awesome Wells films. The of course legendary director. Uh, you can see our picks. The link is in the description down below. We also have a new review up on the website and here on the YouTube channel that's done by Dave, which was
0: for Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Is that a sequel to the uh, first Escape Room
1: film? It is, yeah, a sequel to the the first one. It's just come out.
0: Okay, to find out about Dave's thoughts about that film, you can uh, have a look at it right here. We've got a link in the description below. Also worth mentioning, if you are... uh, too busy to watch us on YouTube, you can always go over to our audio vendors, which are all the usual ones iTunes, Spotify, the rest of it. We're on there too. Uh, if you follow the link to the podcast via our website, you will find a link to Anchor, which has got the, all the streaming options for you to listen to us on audio only. Worth mentioning that that option is there for you also. And Greg, uh, do you fancy a coffee? Oh, go on then, if you're buying. I'll stick with the
1: coffee now, thanks. Well, remember, To have a coffee, we need people to buy us a coffee. And if you like what we're doing and would like to support us, you can uh, donate over at buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the description down below. Or if you'd like to subscribe to one of our packages, um, you can do that over on patreon.com. The link, again, is in the description down below. And on Patreon, you can do things like vote on the films we cover uh, and see exclusive content. And
0: don't forget to join us on social media at More Movies For You on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of those, where we do silly things like the movie of the day. I learned everything I know at the School of Rock. Thank you, Jack Black so there we go that wraps up another week my friend that's 25 episodes in the can wrapped up into a bow sent out there on the internet for you to enjoy thanks very much for joining us i hope you can join us again next week while we'll be talking about more movies as dave said if you want to have a say in what we're talking about or reviewing then jump over to patreon and sign up for one of the packages and have a vote on what we're talking about we'd love to see you over there too until next week take good care of yourselves, and don't forget to keep watching more movies.
1: That's it for this video. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below, and remember to like, share, and subscribe right here on YouTube. For more film reviews and articles, check out our website, moremovies.co.uk. And join us on social media, at moremovies4u, that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across the board, you know the score. If you enjoy what we do, Please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com or join us on one of our packages on patreon the links are in the description down below and for more filmtastic content click one of the buttons on screen now